When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Live from a bunker in the heart of the Ozarks, a podcast that thinks you are too good to be forgotten, but with the numbers, it's Sif Pop. Welcome to Sif Pop, streaming live on Spreaker every Saturday afternoon, except for this week, because we're not live, uh, but usually we are, or available to download later in your podcast feed, unless, of course, you're a patron. Patrons, get those perks! Patrons, get those perks! I'm Aaron Dicer from yourmoviefriend.com. She is the SIFT spouse. It's Jennifer hanging out with me today. Yes, my wife, my lovely, my beautiful. Good afternoon. What would you call me? I would call you my handsome. Oh, okay, thank you. Is that just because I called you my beautiful? No, I say I don't say my handsome. I, I just call you Aaron or babe. <laughs> there you or go. Sometimes it's, I call you the buddy. the reality. <laughs> Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Hey, hey, guy that lives in this house. I was just telling somebody the other day that you always laugh when I say buddy, like I'm uh-huh. talking to the kids. Like, right. oh, yeah. Oh, thanks, bud. And you're like, did you just call me bud? Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> that's me. Uh, we're going to chat about some uh, movies, television, whatever else from Pop Culture Universe is on our minds. Actually, what we're going to do is we're going to do a Sif Swift today on the movie Eighth Grade. Uh, got a chance to go see that. Jen came with me. Yes. And so I thought maybe we'd chat about it a little bit. Um, when was the last time you were on Sift Pop? You've only, you've been on once, right? Yes, I was on Sift Pop within the last six months. I can't remember the name of the movie. Okay, I thought you had been on before. How was your experience? Yes. Oh, it was interesting. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm not used to this. You're not used to sitting behind a microphone. No, I'm not. And talking about what you think. No, I'm not. What are you used to? I'm what used would to make it listening. more comfortable for you? To put the headphones on and just listen to me talk sure. about the movie? Or to ask you, so how did you like the movie? No, that's... that's and then just listen. That's pretty much what we're going to do okay. uh, for this Sif Swift, just to kind of have something in the feed. I know actually 8th Grade comes out the weekend that this is releasing, okay. um, but I won't be available to do a live Sif Pop that weekend. So I thought, you know, I shouldn't say it comes out. It's actually been out for a few weeks. Right. Uh, but it goes wide. I think technically it's still only in a couple cities, uh, and then it'll be, you know, eighth grade will be more wide. But it's getting a lot of buzz. It's definitely one that a lot of people are talking about, getting already a little bit of awards kind of buzz, that kind of thing. It comes from uh, Bo Burnham, who's a stand-up comedian. I think he's 27, so just a kid. First first movie, it's funny that, you know, right. 27 is just a kid. For yes. you, maybe 27 is like way adulting. Uh, but I'm, I'm going to have a child who's 27 in the next decade. So, uh, so yeah, but anyways, Bo Burnham did his first movie, which is kind of a thing now. People are doing amazing movies on their first films, which is pretty incredible. Um, and so I felt like it was a good thing for us to talk about and kind of talk about whether we liked it or didn't like it. So you know how it goes. You listen to the podcast, amazingly enough. Uh, did you like it? Love it? Dislike it? Hate it? It was just okay. I think I really liked it. Yeah, so high side of liked it. High side of liked it probably into loved it. Yeah, me too. I yeah, I probably say loved it. Um, and you may be on the low side of loved it, but just loved it. Um, man, what a good movie! It was. What are some of the things you enjoyed about it? 
Actually, I think watching it, I almost felt like I wasn't watching a movie, but I was watching a documentary. Oh, interesting. Life. Yeah. Um, it just, it was real. Like, it really felt real. I don't know actors and actresses' names, but the, the girl, girl is Elsa Fisher, or okay. Elsie Fisher, I think is her name. Yeah, yeah. She was amazing. Yeah. And she gives it that authenticity uh, to the movie. I will say, it didn't feel like eighth grade felt for me. Like, okay. it wasn't my eighth grade experience. <laughs> right. And I don't just mean because it was about a girl. <laughs> I, I also mean times change, right? Right, yes. But it definitely felt like, I bet this is the eighth grade that our kids are going through, you know, right. that are that is around them, that they, you know, live inside and try to survive in. Um, and it did. It felt very authentic. Yes. Uh, one one of the things I think that gave it that authenticity was the technology use in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. It seems very real. And I don't even just mean with the middle schoolers. I don't even just mean with the eighth graders. Uh, adults in this movie have phones in their hand, right. like a lot. Mm-hmm. And it stood out to me because usually in movies, they just don't do that. And you don't realize how inauthentic that is until you see a movie where everybody's got their phone in their hand every once in a while. And then it feels like, oh, yeah, that's real life. When I look around, you know, and I see other people, half of them have their phones in their hand and are doing something. So uh, I think that brought an authenticity to it uh, that helps. I think you're right. I think Elsie Fisher is unbelievable in this. And I think very specifically... Bo cast real eighth graders. Yes, he did. And we talked about, or with the, the viewing that we saw had a little bit of a clip of an interview kind of with the cast. And I'm sure that was live. Did Bo. you know that was live? Oh, yeah. Was it? Yeah, that was happening oh, okay. at that moment. Yeah. No, I guess I didn't realize that. Yeah. But he talked about how he interview or he auditioned, you know, just hundreds of kids mm-hmm. that were very, they were competent acting. How was it? They were confident, acting very shy. Right. And when she came in, Elsie, is it Elsie or Elsie? Yeah, yeah, Elsie. When she came in, she she acted very shy being confident. And that's what this character was. And it was just, it was perfect. Because that's what middle school is. Yes. It's insecurity trying to put on a good face. Right. And whereas with a lot of these very competent kid actors, he was saying, mm-hmm. you, can, you can tell they're not insecure. Right. <laughs> they're very secure and they're trying to play insecure. Um, and so, yeah, I think that that helped out quite a bit. Um, the performances around her mm-hmm. were great as well. The other eighth, eighth graders, I thought the dad was great. Oh, he was amazing. Um, what did you think about their relationship, like the parent-child relationship in this? I felt like, again, I felt like it was very real. I really felt for the dad a lot in this movie, maybe more so than the than the girl. Well, I mean, it because, makes sense. That's right. us. You yes, know, it is. <laughs> well, and our kids are in eighth grade. Right. You know, we do have an eighth grade. We had an eighth grader a couple years ago, another one coming up this year. Yeah. Um, and just to remember the things that they're going through and the things, you know, you when you're older, you might feel like you're stuck in a job that you don't want to go to. But if you don't like that job, you quit that job mm-hmm. when you're in school. You, you know, you may not like your school, but you have to go every day. It's not, you don't have the opportunity to um, change schools. Right, right. Because yeah. you don't like the people around a, you. You've right. got a better offer across right. town. Right, true. <laughs> not, not many of us had that opportunity. You look in, the, you look in the, the classroom classifieds. But to see this dad who loves his daughter so much and wants her to see herself through his eyes, and he just, he keeps trying to pour that into her, and she's not seeing it, but right. feels like... He must be really depressed to be her dad, kind of thing. Yeah, and the, really yeah, is. and there's some beautiful moments around that, you know, where uh, she finally opens up and right. 
and that kind of thing. And I don't want to spoil anything. It's not necessarily a spoiler-heavy movie in that way, but I just mean, you know, I want you to take the emotional journey with him. By the way, that actor's name is Josh Hamilton. He's been in several other things as well, um, especially in the 90s. I think he was in a lot of stuff um, in here or there. I think he was actually in Born Identity uh, is one of the things I remember him from. But, yeah, I loved his performance. Uh, Another thing I, I really love about this movie was the music. And I don't just mean like the pop music that, you know, was in there to kind of, you know, be the time. I mean, there are emotional moments in this movie. Uh, there's the typical, if you want to call him eighth grade stud, you know, the the typical eighth grade yes. guy. And the first time she sees him, the music that comes in <laughs> is so perfect. Yes. Like, it's just, I, I don't know. Like, I was just very impressed with his technical choices, you know, the choices of the music how it worked, where it went. Um, I just, I, I love, you know, the, the way he used the camera. I just, I, he's, he seems to be a very talented director. Uh, and again, for his first time out, which I was, I was saying in my review, I think, I think first time directors now, they just have had the tools in their hands mm-hmm. since they were okay. growing up. Whereas before, like for, let's say Steven Spielberg, right. he had to work his way into actually even having the tools right. to he make a movie, a right? Like he had to be an in, like do whatever and get through all that process before he could even get behind a camera. Right. And now the new directors we're seeing, they've had great cameras in their pocket right. since they were kids, you know? And so yeah. I think the result of that is we're seeing... You know, Jordan Peele do Get Out and Greta Gerwig do Lady Bird and Bo Burnham do Eighth Grade. And it's mm-hmm. their first movie, but they've been shooting, so to speak, their whole lives. Right. So it's, you know, I think it's a great new era of, of filmmaking because it's just so open. Anybody can do it, you know. Right. And I think I think that's definitely on display here. Was there anything in the movie you didn't like? Anything you didn't enjoy? Oh, I don't know. I think I just really enjoy the ride. And that's, I mean, that's how I watch movies for the most part. I just enjoy the ride. Yeah. Talk to me a little bit about that because, you know, I think we may have talked about this a little bit last time as the, uh, you know, the spouse of somebody who, you know, sits there and dissects things and, you know, or actually I hope my my goal is not to sit there and dissect (laughs) things. My goal is to go on the ride like you talk about and then think about my ride and then dissect my ride. That's where I've tried to go. Um, but how, you know, how do you feel it's different for you to watch a movie than how you think I watch a movie? Well, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know because I'm not inside your head. <laughs> you sure? And although we've been married, <laughs> you know, today we've been married for 23 years. That's right. Yes, happy anniversary. Happy anniversary, as if it's <laughs> happening actually today. But when yes. actually, we we met when you were in eighth grade, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, I was in eighth grade yeah. when we met. Yeah, we didn't start dating. That's quite interesting. Then, but... This has nothing to do with the question I ask you, no, but we it but doesn't. we can go there. But even like... though we've been married for twenty three years, I right. still don't know what happens inside your head, <laughs> <laughs> and that's probably a good thing. It could be. Sometimes. That's that's always a good thing. <laughs> um. So I don't know. I guess I just I truly just go along for the ride and I know I don't have to critique something. Mm, so, mm-hmm. I mean, there are times where I do like if I see something that's just fantastical and it's I like there's eye rolls of really that car wouldn't flip that many times and have people walk away. Which, are we speaking of Fast and Furious movies? The Fast and <laughs> Furious movies, the Mission Impossible movies. I mean, they're fun, too. But um, 
Well, and all of the Marvel movies, and I mean, they're just, they're ridiculous. Well, you went to Mission Impossible with me, too, and you know I loved it, but you didn't like it quite as much as I did. I mean, I enjoyed it, but there's a point where I'm like rolling my eyes, and you would just say, you just have to go for the ride, and that's that's what I do. Uh But there there is a point where I'm like, I don't think there are that many police officers in that whole city (laughs) to be following that car. So we're going to a totally different movie. But uh, um, we're gonna have to hire you I at think... CinemaSins. <laughs> I almost whispered that to you during Mission Impossible. <laughs> Take a I note, thought, honey. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, when that one comes around, I'll just have to tell you that. Um, I'll have to remember. No, but I think you know a movie. I I either enjoy it or I don't, and most of the time I enjoy enjoy them. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I don't, I don't have to. If I don't think I want to go see something, I don't have to. <laughs> right. Yeah. Totally. Um, okay. Well, let's go to eighth grade. What do you remember about being in eighth grade? What do I remember? Yeah, about what was being your eighth grade? eighth grade experience like? I didn't know you in eighth grade because you're a year right. older than me. So I met Thanks. you when you were in ninth grade. <laughs> yes. uh, but yeah, so what do you remember about eighth grade? What do I remember about eighth grade? I remember. Did you already have a boyfriend? Was Chris already your? No. Nope. No? Okay. Not, Not until high school. Okay. So I didn't have a boyfriend in middle school at all. But I felt like it was much easier to be friends with guys than it was to be friends with girls. Yeah. And, you know, that's not really gone away. Yeah, that's not earth shattering news. No. Um, Girls are just, they can be really catty. Tell me about it. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, Really mean to each other and really tearing down each other, which I, I just think women, we just don't get it. And I wish that we did because we could be so much stronger and Mm -hmm. a gender if we Mm -hmm. build each other up. Um, and so that's, you know, something that I feel like is really important and something that I try to do. Um, I hope that that plays out in my life. But um, so in middle school, I feel like I I thought I was friends with m- many more guys than I was with girls, but I wasn't interested in any of them. Really. Right. Um, yeah. To, I'm sure just, to all just, of their chagrins. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but I mean, guys in middle you school. You friend zoned everybody. Yeah. Guys in middle school are not yet mature enough to be thinking, for, for girls in middle school to be thinking about they could have a real relationship with them. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that maturity comes a little bit later. Well, we saw but even in this movie, we saw some of yes. that immaturity and what relationships. And I just can't. I mean, that's another thing watching a movie like this. Like, the sexual aspect of just growing up now with the internet and everything and sexting and all. I like, you know, there were some really honest in brutal scenes in conversations dealing right. with how sexuality has permeated even the younger culture. It's kind of, I think Bill Burnham talked about this too. It's kind of why you have to set this movie in eighth grade anymore. Mm-hmm. You can't even set it in high school. All that stuff is, right. you know, by high school is, is behind you, you know, or at least your first experiences with, you know, having to deal with that pervasiveness is behind you. So, and, and I mean, if we're really going to be honest, it, a lot of that stuff is happening in fifth and sixth grade even. Yeah. I mean, just a lot of the talk about about sex and to talk like you know what you're talking about or they know what they're talking right, about. Right, yeah. And some of those some of those scenes were played for humor mm-hmm. and some of them were played for trauma. Right. You know, and that is real, <laughs> you know? Uh so I, I found that very interesting as well. But I, I can't imagine living in that world Mm-mm. because I didn't have technology like that in eighth grade. You know, my eighth grade for me was all about basketball. Um, you know, it was about girls, but not in a serious way, mm-hmm. just and you know, in a friend way, but you know, if they wanted to kiss, we could kiss too. Like that was fine, you know. Like, <laughs> 
Maybe that was more you high have... school. That was probably more high school. I don't remember. Uh, but you know, I wasn't. I was never really serious, like in a serious relationship, as far as I was right. concerned. I don't <laughs> oh, know. I don't know how, how many of the other girls Here felt come about the it. Me but... too stories from <laughs> middle school. No, no, no. Please, no. Don't even. But we did have a very long. We had a good conversation on the way home about the whole Me Too movement, and yeah, no, we did. And you know where. You know, kind of where does responsibility lie and um, just, I don't know, we just had a good conversation. Well, because especially and, considering one of the scenes, you know, that is in there, I think specifically what you asked me is, do you think her story is a Me Too story? Yes. And I said very clearly, yes, and you weren't sure. And I loved our right. conversation that we had about that, um, just kind of exploring what does it mean to be, um, you know, where is abuse? You know, where, where does abuse start? What does that mean? Um, or what's the true definition of violation? Right. Yeah. What is? Yeah. What does it mean to have your innocence violated? To uh, be put upon in that way? Um, so yeah. No. I, I really enjoyed that conversation. I think it's worth thinking about. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as you know, what about the awkwardness of middle school? Do you remember much of that? You let me tell you how you struck me when I met you, which okay. I guess you were a freshman then. But yes, you, seem, I was much more mature. Well, you did. You seem to have it all together. <laughs> Oh you were you were this and, and I'm sure as as is still the case I had you on this pedestal you know where it's like you're the most amazing creature that God's yes, ever invented you saw and, my halo <laughs> that's right I did <laughs> so I you know it would be hard for me to believe that you were struggling with those kind of things but do you remember struggling with awkwardness or feeling like you didn't belong or wondering where your place was I don't know I mean maybe because you I, seemed very confident maybe I've pushed those things you know out of my memory or whatever. Right. I don't ever remember. I mean, yes, I do think that I felt awkward in that. Like I wore, I had, I mean, I have awful vision. Um, I'm very, very nearsighted. And Mm -hmm. until I think seventh grade, I wore really thick glasses. And then in seventh grade, I got contacts. So that helped, helped me feel like I could see the world a little bit clearer, not through these glasses. So I do remember feeling a little bit awkward in that manner, but I was blessed, I think, at growing up that I never was like a chunky or chubby child. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, in this movie. Because that's an talking, easy thing to pick right, on. Yeah. Right. And going into adolescence, there's so many changes in your body and so many people, you know, lose that quote unquote baby fat or whatever quite late in life mm-hmm. or late in adolescence or or whatever. Um, and so, or, or have issues with weight mm-hmm. early on. Um, I didn't deal with that. So I never felt like I was over overweight through middle school or high school. That mm-hmm. all happened after babies. But <laughs> anyway, you can envision that I'm super skinny talking here, but I'm not. Oh, look at you taking um, advantage of the microphone. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry, there's no camera in here. <laughs> no, there's not. Um, so I don't remember a whole lot of awkwardness like that. It was more middle school and high school. It was more relationships dealing with dealing with relationships with with different girls and, you know, just the cattiness of women. What about what about boys? Were, I mean, you've told me that, you know, you have stories of guys tapping you on the rear and, you know, being jerks. And we talked yeah. about that in our Me Too conversation. Yes. Like, I, you know, I said, you've got Me Too stories. You're like, those aren't Me Too stories. And it's like, that, that was kind well, of our conversation. Because I never gave in to that. Right. Like, um, you know, somebody snapped my bra or slapped my butt in the hallway. I ran after him and I beat the snot out of him. <laughs> You know, or, you know, <laughs> I feel like I did. Like, I I remember one kid in particular, and he he got punched a couple of times. 
that one time in middle school, I don't know if it was seventh or eighth grade, but he walked down the hallway and just cupped my butt. Like he was like he had that mm-hmm. that freedom like to it do was that. like yeah. it was his to cup. And we um, you know, I think like most middle schools, the doorways were little alcoves and I backed him into the doorway and I was just hammering on him. Now I probably didn't really hurt him and he probably thought that that was the greatest response. Um, but you I probably gave him a little bit of what he wanted. Probably. Yeah. Um, so girls out there tell the teacher don't beat him. Up. Right. Yeah. Um, but you know, there were, there were snapping bras and slapping behind but, and stuff. But I, what I was saying is your response doesn't change his responsibility. Right. Right. Like how you respond to it is on is up to you, but it doesn't change that he did something inappropriate or incorrect or wrong. And so to to say, you know, you know, I didn't let myself become a victim, which I think is what you're saying. I totally understand that. And I spoke up in the moment and and says, hey, that is not okay." Right. But it doesn't change that his responsibility was not to do that. And I True. think that's what the movement is about. If if I'm understanding from my perspective is for men to be able to see their own responsibility and not put it off on women to just, oh, we're just boys, just mm-hmm. boys being boys, you know, that kind of thing. So, um, so yeah, no, I, I, I can totally understand both sides. Um, yeah. What do you, what do you remember me being like in middle school, eighth grade? I remember you being very confident, very sure of yourself, very very stable in your faith and um, very, very respectful of those around you as well as. I your... didn't snap your bra. No, you didn't. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> no, no, I didn't. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, that about sums it up. Like I, you know, I, I remember awkwardness in fifth grade. That's the last time I really remember feeling awkward, feeling like I didn't fit in. I didn't belong necessarily um i had a rough teacher around that time Mm -hmm. um who did not like boys you know and so she was very mean to all the boys in the class and that kind of got at me a little bit but once i got through fifth grade i was pretty had a pretty good understanding of who i was and and uh yeah fairly confident and i've always you know that's that's been a lot of my thing is understanding you know the difference between confidence and arrogance, the difference between, you know, thinking of yourself as valuable because of yourself or understanding that you only have value because of what you've been given and what you can do with what you've been given. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's kind of been my story since since that time. So, so yeah, totally. Um, eighth grade is a recommend? I would definitely say yes. Yeah, I think it's one to see. And one thing I wanted to say... Um, I mean, I, I really can. I feel like this the the movie was a very good representation of what the eighth grade, eighth grade can mm-hmm. be. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I mentioned to you or not. Um, I think I did as we were leaving the theater. The woman sitting next to me, I think, had it had a tremendous emotional impact on her. Was she crying? I think she was. I mean, I kind of glanced out of the corner of my eyes, and I didn't want to turn around and stare at her. But at one point in the movie. Or towards the end, um, I noticed that her breathing, like her sinuses were very, very full. Yeah. And that she was trying to breathe around a lot of stuffiness. And as as the movie was winding up, and I think and as the credits began to roll, I noticed her take her glasses off and she was really wiping her eyes. So yeah. I think this definitely, if you had a difficult middle school, you can probably um, 
are it'll probably hit connect. you in some places oh, yeah absolutely yeah yeah for sure right in the feels <laughs> Isn't that what the kids say? Or was that what the kids said like that's five what, years ago? That's what us kids say. Oh, okay. That's what us kids say. <laughs> we say right in the feels. Uh, that is, that's eighth grade. Uh, I think you're going to enjoy it. I think you're going to really like it. I guess I never really talked about my one negative, which is very small. And I don't even know if I'd consider it a negative. There were moments where I felt like Bo Burnham, his comedic side, wanted to push things a little too funny. And so it just stole just a little, every once in a while, just a little bit, it went like over the top in some of the humor uh, on just a couple occasions, but I, I didn't, it, I mean, it didn't mess with the movie at all for me. So it's really hard to even call it a negative. So, well, I don't think we're going to do spoilers. So after the mics are off, I'll have to ask you what those scenes were. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, you did it. You did another podcast. I did. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) No, you're welcome. It's fine. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks so much for joining us today for this Sift Pop Sift Swift about eighth grade. Sift Pop is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. You can find out more about other live and later shows on the network by following us at Spreaker, either in the Spreaker app or at Spreaker.com slash Studio DNA. Huge thanks to the Sift Spouse for coming in today. Jennifer, thank you. Thank you for having me. Do you, where can people find you online? Where? Oh, when, what do you want to promote? <laughs> I think last time I said I'm on Twitter. That's right. You've started and I've actually, actually using looked. Twitter. I know. You've I, actually... I, I look at it occasionally. <laughs> so, I follow your tweets. <laughs> so if you want to follow somebody who never tweets, but occasionally looks at tweets... Uh, you can follow her at, it's at, what is it, at Jennifer Dicer? I think it is. At Jennifer Dicer. I also Dicer. have a Pinterest. Oh, do I you? I think I have zero pins. <laughs> Nicely done. <laughs> Much love and gratitude to our Patreon supporters for giving monthly as well to make this show and others on the network possible. Support starts at three bucks a month, comes with some pretty fun perks. You can find out more at patreon.com slash studio DNA. Uh, lots of ways to connect with us. You can comment at Spreaker or email us at feedback at siftpop.com. And finally, if you're having a good time, your movie-loving friends will probably like it too, so let them know about it and that listening is much easier than going through eighth grade. Uh, we're not having spoiler chat this week, and I'm not sure what we're going to be reviewing next week, but we will see you then. Uh, until then, enjoy your day. And week. Month. Happy year. And happy anniversary. Alrighty. That's only for video that you need to clap. Oh. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.